Hi, this is John Miglosh with the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. And today I have the privilege of talking with Summer Gould, one of the people that I've always wanted to meet. And so here we go. And uh, back when I got started back in the 80s in direct marketing, one of the favorite uh, cocktail party, that's back when we, we, were, the, we were the cool kids. <laughs> and we had big conferences of tens of thousands of people and you know and this and the and the sweets all had cold shrimp and champagne um now we don't even have conferences anymore um but True. one of the fun things at the cough at the cocktail parties was to ask you know how'd you get into junk mail and usually it was oh my uncle had this company and i was out of college and didn't know what to do with myself and you know and then i met uh you know, Herschel Gordon Lewis or somebody, and they mentored me on lists. And, you know, I just thought it was cool that we could measure results. So, uh, so Summer, it's, you know, you probably took the real course at Northwestern and have a degree in direct marketing. But in case you don't, oh, how did you get into direct marketing? <laughs> the same way that all those other guys did. My dad started this company in 1990. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And I got suckered into, here, stuff these envelopes. Here, do this. Oh, can you do this on the computer? <laughs> yep, I worked. I started in the mailroom and worked up to data processing and then customer service. And then uh, when my dad retired in 2013, I took over as president. So oh. You started in the mailroom. Um, so how'd you get out of the mailroom? What was the next? You said data processing? Yeah, well, I kind of wavered between the mailroom and uh, shipping and receiving for a little while. Just moved wherever they needed somebody. Okay. No, nope, it was small. We we had to fold everything by hand because we didn't have a hand folder back then. I mean, oh, we didn't wow. have a machine folder. Um, and we had a Cheshire label machine. Oh, I know what that is. You better tell the audience what that is. So a Cheshire label machine is where you take a big sheet of paper um, that used to run on spindles through the printer that would print addresses four across the page and I don't remember how many down. Uh, and it would go into the machine and the machine would cut out the label and then it would roll on a wheel, pick up some glue and slap it onto the piece. So each piece right. was It was a way to on. address stuff with just use, printing it out on regular green bar or something, right? Exactly, exactly. So we had that. Um, when we first got an inkjet, it was just a little tabletop inkjet machine. And so I was in charge of running that machine because I knew computers better than anybody else. <laughs> and so because I did that so well, when uh, my dad fired the data processor for screwing up too many jobs, he handed me the ArcList book and said, here you go. You're data processing now. ArcList, so I, I had heard that for a long time. I had yeah. a book, yeah, that was the DOS program. So yeah, we had to, you know, sure. key enter everything. Um, so I had to learn that from the book. And uh, and then off we went. <laughs> and where are you located? In Ohio or something? Um, no, we're in San Diego, California. Oh my, I thought you were in Ohio. <laughs> no, sorry. That's why your likes always come in after everybody else. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're out in California. Wow, that's great. So what, what, uh, so, okay, so you did the data processing, then um, it seems like you know a lot about creative. What'd you, when'd you, when did they let you do on that, work on that? 
So that was kind of a side thing that came about because of data, because as we started getting more into variable data, <laughs> then all of a sudden, oh, can you make this change on the artwork we supplied? And so then came, you know, let's do this in Adobe Illustrator and, um, and then InDesign. And, you know, I'm not super savvy on those things, but I can, you know, make my way through them self-taught, right? Um, and then, you know, I've, over the years, uh, we've, you know, tested various things and done things for clients. So we've seen what's working, what's not working. Um, I actually went to college and intended to be a writer. Well, that's pretty um, good. So, yeah, and then I got drawn into this business, right? So that never really happened, but I write blogs and stuff now. So I guess technically I'm a writer, right? You are. Yeah, you're published. <laughs> <laughs> I read everything you write, at least that I find, you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I talk about it most of the time, don't I? You do, you do. My favorites are when you're picking it apart. You know, you have a, a very difficult challenge fitting the word count. So you always leave out stuff, no matter what, you can't help it. Exactly. So I can pick it apart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an editor you or know, a word honestly, count. Yeah. Most of the time, I don't disagree with you. So. <laughs> I know that's the funny part. I knew you wouldn't, but I'll make it sound like we do. You know, you have to have a little confrontational stuff. <laughs> make it exciting. Yeah. So, okay. So what are your favorite kinds of projects to work on? Um, I mean, nonprofits, really. Oh, really? I, I didn't on... know you did anything in nonprofits. Yeah, we do. We do a lot of nonprofit direct mail. Um, I think those are my favorite because we know that what we're doing is helping real people. So whether that's um, Meals on Wheels, helping you know seniors with uh, their food delivery, or um, whether that's the San Diego Zoo raising funds for um, animal conservation. Um, you know, we work with a bunch of uh, local museums here in the San Diego area. So, um, you know, they're okay. Yep. So nonprofits are your favorite. Now, do you have clients that you think, I mean, you, you probably, uh, are you getting calls like Mike Gunderson and I had a talk a couple of months ago and he said, they're getting a lot of calls from digital marketers that are, that are calling up and saying, we just, you know, we keep spending more money. It seems like we put more and more and more money into the digital transformation and it doesn't seem to translate into increased sales are you getting any calls like that no that one yeah mail? actually we we just partnered with a digital marketing firm to do direct mail for them for their customers wow. so they're handling the digital aspects of the campaign and we're handling the mailing we just did a ten thousand test piece um and we're waiting for all those results to come in but i fully expect them to be very satisfied and so we've got a couple of other. Uh, well, it depends on how they do attribution. Well, she really wants it to work. Okay. Well, then they might so, be fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we'll see the results in our favor. <laughs> well, I hope so. Yeah, that's the trouble with digital yeah. attribution. You know, uh, I just did a I just did a show on Last Touch with, you know, with like Facebook Last Touch and how it's completely inane. <laughs> They take credit for they take credit for anything, no matter what caused you to visit, right? 
Well, we put a special phone number on there. So when they call that 800 oh. number, that's attributed to the card. And we put a special landing page on there. So if they go to the landing page, that'll be attributed to the postcard as well. It's okay. That's really exciting. Wow. That's really exciting. Okay. So where do you see the frontiers right now? What, um, you know, I was just listening to an article or a, a talk and they were basically saying that because we have big data, we can do anything, you know, we know what you'll buy and we know exactly, um, you know, what you're going to do next kind of stuff. Well, <laughs> I don't think I would go that far. Um, I mean, data can certainly be helpful in, you know, targeting, but I don't think you can ever predict whether somebody's going to purchase something specifically just because you have the data that tells you they will, you know. I, th I think that's taking it a little too far. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always tell people, okay, you tell me what you're going to buy next. <laughs> and right. then I'll believe you. <laughs> or what you bought because... last and how long you thought about it, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, that's what I do with mail pieces that I get that are interesting. You know, not only do I bring them to work to use them as examples, but I also will set it aside because I may not buy today. But, you know, a week or two from now, I might be ready. So I want it handy when I'm ready. Okay. So if you had a, a millennial digital marketer that took courses in it and knows that this is the future, what would you say to them? <laughs> that the best marketing strategy is a mix of channels. Digital only is not as effective as wrapping that around more than just digital. So that can be direct mail, that can be you know other print media, depending on what exactly they're selling, right? But um, having that well-rounded mix of channels is going to be the most effective way to sell. Oh, you're a lot nicer than I am. I get these guys writing about, you know, I get these invitations to connect on LinkedIn, which I always accept. And then they tell me that I need to do a digital transformation. And I just write them back and I say, you mean digital fraud? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you. And I hope you keep writing lots of articles. Oh, thanks. Try I to... plan on it. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? Wrap up. Tell our, our massive audience about truth. Um, I just want people to know that direct mail is not dead. It's alive. It's thriving and it's much better today than it was 30 years ago as far as effectiveness. So. Right. Okay. Well, thanks so much. It was so nice to meet you finally. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. You got to wave now. <laughs> Bye. Okay. That's good.